Well, I'm very excited to be here today celebrating the AWS developer community. Um, my name is Drew Fearment, and at this session, we're going to go over to how to accelerate your cloud adoption with training. Uh, the original title for this session was um, WTF to AWS. Didn't quite make it through uh, the copy editors. Um, you know, but understandably, uh, when I really thought about it after I got um, some judgmental looks from my wife about the title, um, you know, not everybody understands the acronym WTF, right? It's an international audience, and that's, that's what they explained to me. And, um, you know, that's, that's really, really important as part of a community. You don't want to be exclusive in terms of uh, how many acronyms you're using, right? You want to be an inclusive community. You want to grow that community. And you think about it with the AWS developer community, in some ways it's very exclusive, right? So we want to spin up uh, VPC with an IGW, add EBS with EC2, uh, put an ELB in front of it with RDS and S3. You know, WTF is right. So um, I actually added some emojis here, which are a little bit more of the international language to hopefully help uh, uh, emphasize some, some points. So I spent uh, most of my career at Capital One. Uh, I was director of operations and engineering. Uh, and I quickly learned that um, it's not about technology, right? It's about people. Um, I was at a CIO summit with, with Werner presenting. And one of the CIOs actually remarked, I spend more time on psychology than I do on technology. So uh, after spending a lot of my, uh, my time at Capital One and, and driving talent trans transformation, migrating uh, data centers to the cloud, uh, I've joined a cloud guru, and now my focus is on migrating talent to the cloud, but doing it at scale. So as part of uh, uh, giving back to the developer community, I'm going to provide you some pro tips from my experience and the experience of others that have gone through these massive transformations. And my goal at the end of this session is that every single person in this room will have some very, very tangible methods for going back and making a difference within your community so we can continue to grow this development community with, within your, your organization. Right? And that's really, really important uh, to me, to AWS. But most importantly, if you want to win in this environment, it's going to be very, very important to, to your organization. Um, I mean, because look, we all know power of the cloud, right? Most, most CEOs, CIOs, everybody in this room realizes that this is essential, right? So I got my first, I'm going to emphasize that with my, my emoji of, of, of love. But if anybody knows the other uh, 30%, uh, let me know the companies uh, so I can short their stock. I'm not too sure why uh, that, that, that's the case. Um, and, uh, you know, when, so I was at uh, Capital One and, and, you know, the CIO, like most organizations, realized that the real power of the cloud is leveraging it for, to your strategic advantage, right? And that, that is fundamentally what we're trying to do by building a developer community that can uh, uh, leverage the power of AWS for a strategic advantage. And, um, you know, but it's very difficult when you don't have the people. How are you going to leverage the power of the cloud when only 16% of these organizations actually have the skills to be able to, to, to leverage that. And that's really the, the, the crux of where a lot of organizations are struggling to kind of cross that chasm of, of adoption. Um, and it's, it's, it's difficult. Um, 
So, uh, you know, our, our CIO was at reInvent a couple of years ago, and Capital One is all in on, on AWS, as many of you know. Um, and, uh, you know, they were going through a, a very significant uh, transformation uh, to, to cloud computing. Um, and, and obviously recognize the investment required in talent transformation, right? And that's something that I think we all need to really understand. This isn't a technology issue. It's, it's about people. It's about everybody in this room understanding this and then building those communities. So you're here at reInvent because you're part of the committed change agents within your organization, right? So now you have a responsibility to go back to your organizations and be able to make a difference and drive this um, within, your, within your local groups, your user groups, your community, your organizations to make, make a difference. Um, so, look, it's difficult, right? Getting everybody here probably has, has some uh, understanding of those acronyms that I just you know, mentioned. That, you know, and, and, and the 1,500 uh, releases of, of features every year, it's just you're inundated with this new language all the time. And it takes effort. It's, it's an investment. And that's really, really uh, uh, critical for these organizations to understand that. Okay? So is it, is it worth it? Um, there's a good study from, from IDC that, that talks about, you know, when you really have a comprehensive training program, what's the power of it, right? And this last one, I mean, you know, there's a lot of FUD, fear, uncertainty, and doubt within organizations about adoption. There's a lot of frozen middle. There's a lot of folks that are very nervous about not being included in this, this new, uh, new paradigm. So how do you overcome that? Again, it, it, it's, about, it's about the people. I thought this was an appropriate uh, way to start off here. You know, this quote is from a while back from Mark Andreessen's uh, really famous uh, article that, that he wrote, which right now, you know, if he was to write this, it would be, um, you know, AWS is eating the world, right? And in order to participate, there's no way through it in education, right? So how are we going to go ahead and, uh, and do this? And, and more importantly, you know, what, what can you do? So um, I'm going to go through a few different, uh, there's really kind of three things, okay? One, you really want to engage your, your, your community, and you want to engage them at scale. So understanding the power of many. We're going to go through some very, very specific examples for you to understand, for you to be able to take back with you. Then the second one is power of one, making it very individual, but also making it one community, uh, one heartbeat, right? How do you go ahead and get that collective organism to work together uh, as a community? And that's a very, very powerful uh, approach to, to, to scaling education. Um, and the power of we, right? Um, so how do we, as, an, as, a, as a community, evolve that? How do you build a growth mindset within your organization? All right. So number one, the power of many. Cloud is a culture. AWS is the language. Okay? If you're going to have a culture and you're going to build a community, fundamentally, the language needs to be understood by everybody. Everybody. Product managers, scrum masters, your business leaders, 
everybody needs to understand when I talk about I'm going to build a VPC with an ITW, with EC2s and EDS, fronted by an ELB with S3 RDS, right? Because if you're making decisions around whether we should put Oracle on e e EC2, don't do it, or use RDS, right? That's a fundamental uh, uh, acronyms that you should be able to quickly move through the, those conversations. When a, a scrum master sees an impediment on the board, you know, they should understand EC2, compute, RDS, database, right? Those are just basic, basic fundamentals, a shared responsibility model. So your, your goal is really to create this culture, okay? That, that's, uh, you have to think about, there's not a technology problem, okay? It's creating the, the, this culture. And the, the first pro tip uh, comes from my buddy, uh, Werner. Um, and this isn't just important internally, okay? So yeah, you're gonna build this, this massive community, people that understand this language and this culture, right? But think about it in terms of, if you really value German in your organization, okay, as a language, and you only have a few people that understand German, and you're relying on them all the time, and they're kind of sitting over in the cafeteria, you know, those weird folks kind of doing weird things over there, but they're getting really highly paid. Um, you know, that, that's only gonna get you so far. Um, and for German speakers, they're gonna kind of look at your company, and people wanna work where they're understood. They wanna be with their peeps, right? So when you have everybody speaking German and it's the, the, the language of your organization, not only are you gonna have people that want to stay around with their people, they want to, people wanna stay where they're understood, but you're also gonna attract Germans. In this case, people that speak AWS, right? All of a sudden when they come up to your company, they're gonna see basically it's Oktoberfest, right? You got beer and schnitzel or whatever else, right? They're gonna to want to apply there, and it's gonna become very, very easy, or a lot easier to attract talent, because AWS is spoken here. So really kind of think about that in terms of not only retaining, attracting talent, retaining talent, but also sustaining uh, talent. So we talk about language. Um, fundamental part of this is the certification. I learned this, uh, there's so, many benefits from being certified. Um, first of all, it just establishes common uh, knowledge base, common vernacular. It provides some credibility. You get some bling. Most importantly, you go to the certification lounge, which is great, uh, reinvent. Um, and there's also a what's in it for me. It's one of the highest paid certifications in the industry and one of the most valued. So when you have somebody in an organization that's um, responsible for you know, 200 people managing storage arrays, okay? Those 200 people underneath them are gonna be incentivized to pull those cables and put in that, those, those storage arrays, right? How do you get to them when they're being, uh, their, their feedback is based on how good you're doing storage? Well, if you can kind of break through that incentive process by getting those groups to go ahead and drive through a certification and start really breaking down that language barrier and getting them engaged, that bubbles up pretty quickly. And pretty soon, you know, it's pretty obvious the emperor's not wearing any clothes within, within that organization, and there's this, this much more of a comfort level of, of engaging in those conversations. So 
fundamentally, we'll talk about the certifications. It's, it's, a, it's a very, very easy and simple investment to be able to, to do your, with your, within your organization. <clears throat> so what does it mean to be certified? What, what does it mean when you're certified? To me, you're an AWS expert. So my friend Simon Worley has this, this great graph here. It really talks about, it talks about being an expert on a couple of di different dimensions, right? And what you're really trying to move through here is being a hazard to your organization. There are so many individuals within organizations that think they know more than they actually know, and they're making decisions on behalf of your customers and your organization when they're really spelling AWS WTF, right? And you have to be able to get through this. And, and you're really an expert, right? When you realize how much you don't know, that's when you're an AWS expert. There is no way with the volume of changes that AWS is, is providing, even the top AWS expert recognizes the gap between how much they know and how much they need to know. But knowing that gap is fundamental to, to, to have an organization that's gonna be making the right decisions for themselves and for their customers. And that AWS certification provides that baseline, it provides the context that when you're sitting in the keynotes this week, you can start hanging the, the new changes and the new releases within a common framework that everybody can relate to. It's a very, very powerful uh, uh, metaphor just to, 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 to bring back with you there an understanding that that's really what you're driving to. I don't care if you have nine certifications, right? You're, you're gapped, and that's okay, because you're now an expert, because you know how much, how much you don't know. All right, so we all recognize that we want to go ahead and drive to certifications. We want to go ahead and establish a, a common language. Um, you need to accelerate through it. You need to get there quick. Okay. This is key. You're going to have a transition period. You're going to go ahead within your organizations. Most people are going to uh, have a, a great vanity project, have, build a cloud center of excellence, get some wins, um, celebrate that we planted a bunch of flags in the cloud, and we're celebrating that, yes, we all know how to cloud. Aren't we, aren't we awesome? Okay. Then your, your uh, consultants will leave. Some of the you know, other resources you have will leave. And you have a small group that now has to maintain all the stuff that was originally built. And then you're gonna go through a trough of despair, okay? It's going to happen. The goal is how quickly can you get through that trough of despair? Because if you wait too long, okay, that's an issue. And the reason why that's an issue is you're gonna have more attrition than attraction. The people that brought you there in the first place they're the pioneers of your organization. So I would assume that most people in here are pioneers. They're out there on the front end of their organizations. They're the ones that are uh, establishing the, you know, the first accounts, the first VPCs, uh, experimenting with, with those services. You are wired to move forward, right? That, so once you build it, you really want to kind of turn it over to somebody that's going to settle it and scale it and eventually commoditize it. And if you get caught holding on to that for a long time, you know, that, that is not a place that you want to be, right? You want to be moving forward. So you've got to build up this infantry that you can pass along that what you build, that the commoditized resources and the commoditized uh, architecture to be able to sustain that longer term. Um, 
by the way, not only did I have to change my, my title, uh, I did have to change this emoji. Originally I had a foo emoji up there. My wife was not proud of me, but the copy editors made me change that as well to a sigh emoji. So um, hopefully it's more appropriate and uh, more, more professional. So that's my, my goal here. Um, all right, so when you accelerate through, what does that mean? What's the, what's the importance of accelerating through? If you accelerate five people through or 10 people through, does that really matter? No, you're gonna be in an echo chamber. You got to get to critical mass, okay? Jeffrey Moore has this, uh, this diagram about crossing the chasm for product adoption. So think about that in terms of cultural adoption. At what point is the inflection point that you can go ahead and start to take a, a, a small minority of cloud-fluent engineers and that becomes the de facto language within your organization. So that was when I was at California. I really was struggling with this because our KPIs weren't really moving as quickly from a migration perspective as I, as I wanted to. I was focused on the technology. And I realized it's not a technology issue, it's a people issue. So I went and, and found a, a great study that they, they solved this, they, they, they actually modeled this. So what they found was that if you can get a certain uh, percentage of committed change agents um, to firmly believe in this cultural language or these beliefs, that once you hit this certain point, that'll become rapidly adopted by the majority. It spreads like wildfire, okay? And they modeled this over and over and over again, right? So, and that percentage is 10%, okay? If you can get 10% of your organization to be committed change agents. All of a sudden, you're gonna go from, oh my God, you're certified? That is amazing. That's to, oh my God, you're not certified? Why don't you just sit in the corner while we run this architecture review, right? Like everybody here is certified. It's like the de facto language, right? You got to get to that, that point. So that target uh, becomes a, a really easy thing to be able to measure within your organization. And a committed change agent, by the way, is not somebody that just goes out and gets certified and then goes back to their cube and just hangs out. No, a committed change agent is somebody that is advocating on, on behalf of your organization. Not only are they certified, they understand how to apply those services within your organization, right? The bastardizations of AWS so that it, so you can be compliant from a regulatory perspective or whatever happens to be within your organization. But they're also paying it forward maybe running like a lunch and learn or explain and explore or things like that. They're actively committed to this culture. And when you hit that 10%, it, it does spread like wildfire. As a matter of fact, um, while I was at Capital One, I was measuring uh, cloud adoption in terms of the bubbles represent how much are we moving to the cloud? How much are we migrating? How much data centers are we moving to the cloud? And then they were kind of bound by two different dimensions. One was how architecturally compliant it was. Is everything encrypted? Are we using multiple availability zones? You know, th things like that. Uh, the other dimension was, hey, how cost efficient and how cost effective are we? Are we leaving our instances on all the time? Are we right sizing? And really the goal there, right, was to, to try to you know, move to big bubbles in the, in the top right. And I spent a lot of time struggling uh, with our KPIs in the bottom left. When we correlated this and we drove through a certification process and created these communities, 
it, we hit the inflection point and we modeled it. You could just see all of a sudden you hit this pivot point. And with some of our, within some of our organizations, uh, my, my mentor is, is in the room, uh, uh, Taryn Peterson, who ran um, the retail banking for, for Capital One. Over 50% of everybody in retail bank, out of 1,000 people, were AWS certified. And I could tell you when I looked at the metrics for a retail bank, they were in the top right. And, and some of the stuff, stop by the Capital One booth to see some of the things they're doing in the cloud, right? It's outcomes based. No CIO wakes up and says, how many people did I get certified today? But there's a correlation between driving these outcomes when you create those, those communities. Um, and you know, just like my, uh, my friend, uh, you know, Anjanette, um, you know, certified among others, um, after we were done uh, with, with this program, out of everybody that was certified in the US for, for AWS, full 2% of them worked at, at Capital One. Um, which, by the way, makes it, if you think about that, you know, language uh, and, and attracting individuals, hey, we speak AWS here. Uh, most folks know that if they want to work on some pretty cool stuff, you know, this is one of these organizations that, that you go and, and, and you work for. Um, so hopefully that helps understand really the, the power of scale, right? You, you can't just go in and, and create um, a program for 10, 20, you know, your cloud center of excellence, and you're gonna just be in this echo chamber, and you're gonna hit this trough of despair, and you're gonna lose people. You have to scale it and, and commoditize the education in a way that you can hit that inflection point, okay? All right, so I'm gonna talk about the power of one now. So we've got the power of many, the power of one, this is really about, um, you know, really the, the, the idea of creating one community, um, one heartbeat, this common experience, a common cadence. Um, I spent a lot of time in my career focused on lean and agile methodology, so you're gonna see a lot of this uh, in this section here. Um, and most organizations these days, hopefully, are, are, are taking advantage of, of some of these agile methodologies, right? So you want a time box, your, your, your uh, sprints, right, and be very, very focused on a weekly basis and delivering outcomes. So you just apply that from a culture perspective to, to your individuals. And uh, most individuals within your organization that are still spelling AWS, uh, WTF, and if you don't know, by the way, I know I'm using the acronym WTF, just ask a neighbor uh, what, what, what that means. Um, I don't want to get in any more trouble uh, with, with AWS than I already am. Um, they're standing in front of all of these acronyms. It can be pretty overwhelming, right? And this is, you're just touching the surface. I mean, you know, we're not even getting into all the crazy, awesome stuff they're doing with SageMaker and machine learning and AI. And these are, these are really just sort of like you know, your, base, you know, your base services that you're, you're starting off with. It can be pretty overwhelming. So just to say, you know, hey, here's a book, go to, a, you know, go to this one day session, um, you're gonna end up with hazards, right? People that think they know more than they do you're gonna have some, some decisions that are made that are not gonna be very, very well grounded. So when you drive towards a certification, the, a couple of things you, you wanna be able to do here. The very first thing is break it up into sprints, okay? Very first thing, just break it up into sprints. And every week, you wanna do three things on your board. Create a spike story, watch something, quick lesson, read a white paper, and actually do something, right? do a little lab. And if you create those little spike stories and at the end of the week, you're having your retro, what do we learn, are there any impediments? Some really basic, you know, it's, 
This isn't a, a uh, doing and improving are one and the same. Okay? This isn't an off the side of the desk experiment. You have to invent, you have to invest in your talent and your people as much as you're developing, you're investing in your DevOps pipeline. So you want to watch, uh, read, and do every week, and then at the end of the week, uh, you, 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 can, you can do these explain and explores, a retro, great opportunity to start connecting uh, the community. Um, and what you can do here is a couple of things. So at the end of the week, if you all come together, right, you can, you can, you can ex, uh, expand out uh, to, to do some self-directed learning during the week, but everybody's coming back together. And we're all in the same room, and I'm kind of checking in with everybody. Well, you've established some, some accountability, right? Um, you know, I, I don't want to show up and not, do my, not have done my work, because you're going to call me out on it, and, and, and I'm going to call you out on it. But it's a positive peer pressure. And it also creates a great opportunity for others to give them visibility, right? I'll, I'll run the retro this week. I'll go ahead, and I'll be the leader of the Explain and Explore. I'll run this lab. It's a great opportunity to create space for individuals to be able to step up. And I'll talk a little bit about it later, but it's also a great opportunity to be very inclusive in terms of who you're creating space for, not just the loudest person or the, the, the biggest zealot of it, but create space for, for anybody to be able to step up and help move the organization forward. And look, this has had a, a ton of results here. This is not just some theory of, um, that sounds great, Drew, thanks for the pro tip. Like, there are major organizations and major communities that are applying this. Um, you know, does that sound familiar up there, right? Uh, you know, get a 12-week program, you time box it, you go ahead and create boot camps, you create opportunities on a weekly basis. Verizon had these things called dojos. They incorporated it with their, with their uh, agile methodology. Um, they uh, went, uh, Sound familiar, right? 10%, it's not just some random number out of the air, right? Um, and that's the result in less than a year. And I would love it if you all stopped by the Verizon booth and just asked them what they're doing in the cloud, because they speak cloud. Uh, they get it, um, and the engineers there are on fire. And when they first started off, you know, it was still new. But just rapidly, we're able to sell, accelerate uh, through that trough of despair. And now it's just, they, they have inertia in, in this space. Um, so that's really a, a very, very critical thing. If you take away one thing, that you've got to accelerate through this trough of despair using uh, like this type of accelerator boot camp type of process, right? Um, and uh, you know, set, set those targets and set those goals and uh, get, get to critical mass and get, get that inertia going. You'll have, you'll have tremendous, uh, tremendous outcome. The other thing that you will learn from that is there's this common experience. So if we're all going through this together, everybody in this room was part of a 12-week program. And every week you went back and you studied and then we all came back together in this room and we kind of just did some retros. And we went through and at the end of it we got our certification. We just had a common experience, a human experience, right? Well, we're gonna still probably connect. We're gonna build relationships, right? We're gonna understand, oh yeah, you're going through this. Oh, that was cool, you learned this. Oh, I didn't know you did that. So there's a sustainability 
that you're going to have. You're creating communities within your organization. So now all of a sudden, these weekly uh, explain explorers turn into an internal AWS meetup. Then maybe the next one you're talking about serverless, and the next one you're talking about machine learning. Maybe then you're identifying speakers for the next meetup. Now all of a sudden you're attracting talent because you're out in, in you know, your, your, your local area talking about uh, what you're doing with AWS. That's all about sustainability. Okay. Um, and I'm a, a, a part of that I mentioned before, um, there's this doing aspect. Um, Outcome-based learning, it's not just this theory of, uh, um, uh, let me just go ahead and read some books and, and take the exam. You gotta get your hands on it. You, everybody in here should, you know, everybody in your organization should have a free tier. Just like you have a home computer, you should have a home cloud computer, a free AWS uh, account, and be experimenting with that. It's, it's, it's fundamental, right? Uh, everybody should have uh, an AWS free tier, and they should be experimenting with it. Um, and getting your hands, and there's so many ways to get your hands, my, my, again, my buddy Taryn, as we were going through this, and we were driving AWS adoption, he would turn to me and say, well, have you experimented with EC2? Have you tried to attach and encrypt that EBS volume? Have you done it? You know, you're asking all these developers to go do something. What are the friction points? Have you, have you tried it? That's very, very powerful when you go and you actually experience it. But it doesn't have to be, you know, these, these big architecture projects. Start off something that, that's very small. Um, there's a few different examples I'll, I'll, I'll give to you here. Um, so there's these IoT dash buttons. Have everybody, is anybody familiar with these little programmable IoT dash buttons? Really, really super cool. Great way to just start off with something simple, right? Uh, so this is one that I built. My, my daughter went to college, um, and uh, you know I was like, oh, I want to um, you know, still be a dad that she rolls her eyes at. So basically, what I did is I just created a uh, S3 bucket, uh, put a bunch of love notes in there in a JSON format, um, and then there's a simple lambda uh, uh, function that was actually templatized. It was really easy for me to, to be able to, to connect to. And so when I push the button, um, it just goes through the request, invokes uh, uh, Lambda, pulls from the S3 bucket, sends out an SMS notification, and boom, she gets uh, a love note from her dad. Um, so yes, I, it's on the refrigerator, and I walk by it, and I'm thinking of her, and I just push the button. And, uh, but you know, through that, it's very easy. All of a sudden, I just kind of got connected with serverless and Lambda and SMS. And, very, very simple uh, mechanism to be able to, to, to get your hands on and doing, right? Um, so another example, my youngest daughter actually was diagnosed last year with type 1 diabetes. Um, and uh, within uh, 15 minutes, we sat down one day, and she built this uh, just right next to me. So it's next to her bed, and then when she pushes the button, uh, I get a text that says, my, my sugar, I feel like my sugar is low, right? Pretty cool, and I actually tweeted out, and Werner uh, responded with, with this comment. And this is the whole power of AWS that you're trying to get to this community, right? It's frictionless innovation. How do we leverage these services to build cool stuff and democratize it in a way that you can make it accessible? 
right, that these acronyms, you could break through them, you can make it accessible, and people can start building stuff. This is about development community, it's about building and about doing, right? So there's great examples to just very, very simply uh, go, go through that. And, and this is what Werner wants, right? Werner doesn't want you to lift the shift stuff and put it in the cloud and say, oh, we migrated. It's about innovation, driving innovation. Uh, another thing, um, so I'm an AWS community here. I'm also an Amazon Alexa champion. And the reason for that is I use Alexa as a way to uh, make outcome-based learning. So I just build these simple Alexa skills. But you're, it's kind of like this Jedi mind trick. Right? You're, you're building this like little craft project that actually gets published on the Amazon store. Um, and you could build them in an hour, right? They're pretty, pretty easy uh, to build. Um, but through that, you're getting a free tier account. You're doing a little bit of templating, you know, scripting. Um, you could access, you know, go to, you know, an S3 bucket. You're, you're, again, you're getting kind of connected with AWS, but you're driving towards outcomes. So she actually built, um, uh, I wanted to see what she can do. And I said, hey, you're the product manager. Let's, let's go ahead and build a skill. What do you care about? Harry Potter. She built a couple of skills. She got it out into production in two days. Um, so from idea, intent to execution, frictionless innovation. Nobody asked her what data center it's in, what programming language, what DevOps pipeline, you know, how are you patching, you know, all that kind of stuff, right? It's like, here's her idea. And now it's like millions and millions of customers are, are, are available to her to provide feedback. So build, right? As a matter of fact, um, you can get rewarded too. I don't know if you know this or not, but uh, that's always nice. So not only did she build that skill, she earned a few bucks. Uh, they have developer incentives. So her, her Alexa skill went viral. I got a call from them. They're like, hey, we have something to tell you. I was like, oh, I just got Alexa champions. Is, you know, what do they want me to speak somewhere? And I got this email. It's like, well, your daughter earned money. <laughs> I was like, okay. Um, so yeah, she earned over the course of, of multiple months over $6,000. Yeah, so uh, my daughter uh, being who she is, um, she was going on a school trip which uh, that funded to the UK, uh, which she got to go to platform nine and three quarters, which was super cool, uh, funded uh, courtesy of, of uh, Amazon. And she had some leftover money. So we talked a little bit about what to do with that. Um, so she invested using Robinhood app um, in a couple of shares of Amazon stock, which has also served her, her, her very well uh, as you move forward. So some great, great mechanisms uh, to be able to, to make it uh, democratize the education, make it very individual, making it about a person getting their hands on that experience. And again, you know, back to this cadence here, Using those uh, uh, breaks in the cadence is a great opportunity to be able to introduce these type of maker labs type of example, right? You know, how can I go ahead and introduce something fun and engaging and, and you know, build an S3 website, et cetera. Um, so uh, now we're going to go on to the power of we, right? This is all about evolution, evolving your community from a sustainability perspective. We talked about uh, first the power of many, scaling, right? Then the power of, of creating one, so one heartbeat, one common experience, one common cadence, individuals are, are learning uh, with their hands on. Now it's about the power of we, from evolving this community as a collective uh, unit. And um, you know, I was really kind of thinking about uh, cloud 
um, it's, it's certainly not a spectator sport, right? Um, I grew up playing uh, different sports, and I always hated that coach that was on the sideline uh, screaming and yelling. I was just like, hey, if you think it's so easy, you know, kind of get out here and, and do, it, do it yourself. It's much more powerful to have a, a player coach, right? And cloud right now, it's very, very early. I mean, it doesn't feel like it for many, but realistically, the, the adoption, we have a long way to go. So the rules are still being defined for, for what's the playing field, what's the scoreboard. So you could be a passive observer in this, or you can actually get involved and define what that community and what that culture is going to be, be at, at your organization. Um, so uh, um, Jonathan Allen was a CTO of Capital One uh, in the UK. And he tells the story. He's now actually with AWS as a uh, enterprise strategist. Um, and uh, Jonathan was, tells a story that he was up in front of this big town hall and saying, oh, "I'm so proud of you who got certified. You know, we have this you know list of people. It's great." And somebody raised their hand. Basically, say, oh, "Really, you think it's important? Uh, why aren't you certified?" Right. So uh, kind of called them out there. And Jonathan, to his credit, went and, and actually got AWS certified and realized the power of you know, not only doing that, but, but, but leading. Um, and for me, it was very personal. Uh, uh, come back to my, uh, my buddy Taryn here. Um, he was my, my Jedi. He always did Jedi mind tricks on me. And out of the thousands of folks that were certified at Capital One, Taryn Pearson was the very first one to get certified. And he just didn't get certified and be like, hey, I'm certified. Look at me. And say, OK, well. I'm leading the way. Hey, Drew, have you know, gotten your certification yet? Very, very powerful to, to walk the talk. And here you see him teaching uh, the, the, those Jedi ways uh, to his, his young daughter. Um, so uh, you know, it's, it's, it's the ability to not only walk the talk, but then help to pay it forward within your organization. And every single person in this room has that opportunity to not only get certified, but you know, always plus one. Right? It's not about you, if, if you want to, you know, if you, imagine if you had, you know, 100 people around you that were AWS certified and knew it. Well, things are going to be a lot easier for you and a lot more interesting, and you're going to be really having a lot more fun in, in your organization. So there's a little bit of, of self-interest uh, uh, there as well. Um, and one of the ways that we, um, we did that at uh, these, these organizations is, is creating visibility. So we created this thing called a cloud of fame at Capital One. Now a lot of organizations do this. Um, and the idea is that when people get certified, right, make it very public. Right? Have the town halls, but then have the list of people that are, that are certified within your organization. Because it provides a great opportunity right, to say, I mean, I would have people come up to me all the time at, at work and say, um, hey, I'm interested in getting certified. I heard you're the person to go talk to. I'm like, there's 10 people over in your corner that are certified. Why are, you, why are you coming to me, right? So making that visible does two things. One, people like to have be visible, and they spend a lot of time. So one, it's like great recognition within your organization. But then I kind of pivoted a little bit again, uh, taking a page out of Terrence Jedi Mind Tricks, pivoted from a cloud of fame to a cloud of shame. Oh, you're certified. That's great. How many people have you had certified? How many people have you helped out? Have you run any of these? Uh, we have these weekly workshops. Um, hey, are you willing to run a lab 
for, for us. Hey, have you blogged about um, what you've done? Um, you know, have, have you, have you, uh, would you be willing to speak uh, at a meetup, right? Like, great opportunity to go ahead and create that visibility, but, uh, you know, use it to your, your advantage. Don't go to the dark side with it, you know, but uh, another thing um, that was uh, very, very powerful is gamification. It's amazing how uh, gamification can drive uh, behaviors within an organization. So, Imagine if I split up this room into these four groups, and then I said, ah, well, group over here, uh, looks like you're getting beat by this other group. How do you feel about that, right? Especially if I have the, the, the front row is the leaders of each of these groups. Those leaders are gonna feel like, man, I don't like being on the bottom of the, 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 the chart here. Come on, group, let's, let's go ahead and move, move this forward. So at some organizations, when you have the CIO accountable uh, for, for hitting that 10%, and you make this chart very uh, uh, visible within your organization, uh, it becomes a very, very powerful mechanism. And not because certifications are what matter. I can tell you when you go back to that, uh, that little KPI chart, um, as far as how much we're migrating to the cloud in a well-architected, cost-efficient manner. Where do you think uh, Group C is on that chart? Small bubble, bottom left, right? There's a pretty massive correlation. And so it doesn't take a rocket science to figure out that if you don't have the people within your organization to succeed, you're not gonna succeed, and ultimately you're not gonna be able to achieve the outcomes that the cloud has to offer. But groups like Retail Bank, you know, that, that have 100% of their, their mobile traffic going through AWS, and all of a sudden you say, well, well yeah, it's because we've trained everybody and everybody speaks the same language, and we now hit inertia, uh, and we're, we're driving through the power of cloud. Very, very powerful mechanism to be able to do just something very simple uh, like this. So a little another pro tip uh, for you. Something I'm very passionate about, um, so when you look at your cloud of fame, does everybody on it look the same? And I, I realized that when I was going through some of these efforts and you know, uh, the lack of diversity and inclusiveness, um, you know, kind of like the rich get richer, right? The folks that are already kind of on the leading edge then learn the cloud and then they continue to be the ones that are in the cloud and driving in it, just this perpetual cycle you have to be an active participant to make things inclusive as you're going and defining this new playing field within cloud computing and within your culture, within your organization. Again, you're defining the culture, right? And if you just let the same folks have access to the same thing and then you hit 10% you know, uh, inertia, but they all look the same and they all talk the same, you know, I, I, don't, really, uh, I don't really subscribe to that. Um, and it really, really, really uh, hit me uh, a couple of reinvents ago. My uh, friend Anjanette um, at Capital One, I got my certification uh, at the uh, certification lounge and I went up there. And they're like, oh, Drew, so excited to see you, whatever, you know, here's your swag, here's your badge, right? And Anjanette was right behind me. Anjanette got, had gotten her certification and they were like, oh my God, we're so excited to see you, Anjanette. This is great. She's like, oh, because I work at Capital One? <laughs> no, because. You're a woman, right? I was like, mm. you know, Anjanette's from New Orleans and she started off as a mechanic and now she's a cloud engineer and she's pretty awesome. 
That did not go over very well with Anjanette nor myself, so I said, look, we, let's do something about this, right? So you have to be an active participant in being a catalyst for change as you create that we. So an example of that, uh, last year, um, we sponsored uh, uh, several women engineers uh, from, from, we work closely with Women Who Code, um, and AWS's We Power Tech, we sponsored several women engineers uh, that went to uh, the RoboCar rally and participated in building a self-driving autonomous uh, uh, little uh, car. Here you see Devin with it. Walk into the room out of hundreds, you know, 100 plus engineers, there are only two women. Crushed it, second place, right? Not surprising at all, right? More than capable to do it, and, and they're probably gonna, you know, to have a different perspective and do things differently. They, they crushed it. We've got to create more space in our, in our, as we're going through this transformation for in, in being inclusive um, and diverse. And, and uh, of course, the best tip of all that I have for you as you're going through um, this, and if you happen to go and, and do a RoboCar rally internally, um, and Jeanette uh, came over a happy hour um, and uh, during, while she was doing her, building her model for her self-driving car, and um, she said, I was like, Angela, you can't be drinking, you're, you're, you're driving. And I was like, well, you can, you can drink and autonomously drive. So uh, robocar rallies are the way to go, I think. That's a, a definite uh, pro tip. Um, so tomorrow, uh, or Wednesday, um, I really encourage you all to go to the WePower Tech uh, happy hour. Um, our friends from Accenture there with uh, Chris Wegman and his whole group that's doing some amazing work. They're, they're really invested in, in, in WePower Tech. Uh, my friend Mark Noonan-Coven, who's an AWS community hero, and Trend Micro will be there. A great opportunity just to support the community and, and listen, right, and look for those opportunities to, to be inclusive and, and, and to hear what, what is being said. Um, and for an added bonus, um, I have a, a bunch of those little IoT dash buttons, so I will bring them to the event and just come up to me with the magic words, we power tech. I'll be more than happy to, uh, to pass that along to anybody just to experiment and, and have fun. So I'd love to, to see you there. It would, be, it would mean a lot to me um, if you can bring yourself and, and your friends there. So look, you all have a choice here after going to this presentation, right? I, Choices. Yeah, what am I going to do? Um, you have a choice. It's up to you, right? I'm not going to force you to go back and, and do any of this stuff. It's a very, you know, it's, it's your choice. It's an individual uh, choice. Um, I thought that this uh, quote is actually a quote from uh, my love notes to my daughter. Right? This is one of the quotes that I, I found in there. Um, look, you you could just be a passive victim. It's like. Oh, Wish our organization would kind of get it together. Man, I'm doing all this heavy lifting. You know, or you could do something about it, right? And each one of you has the capability to make a difference within your organization. You don't have to be a SVP or whatever to go ahead and build a cohort to drive through certification and to start to, to, to drive to some, some outcomes, do a little mini hackathon, build an Alexa skill, blog about it. All of those things are modeling behavior for, for, for your organization. So, look, at the end of the day, you got three things that you can do as you leave here, right? Um, so, engage your community. We talked about the common language, critical mass, committed change agents, um, 
you'd be able to, to go ahead and educate at scale. So understanding learning teams and common cadence. Um, and lastly, uh, knowing how to pay it forward, right? So not just getting certified and going back into your cave, um, but, but actively looking to mentor others, leading by example, accountability within your organizations with like a cloud of fame, uh, visibility with gamification and metrics, um, and you know, make it diverse and inclusive, right? It, it is, you're, you're gonna have a lot better outcomes. Um, so that I, I, would, I would highly recommend uh, taking, uh, taking that approach if you have the opportunity. Um, so, uh, big pro tip, right? Keep being awesome. Um, so uh, I'm gonna let you all uh, out of here a little bit early so we can make sure we head over to the welcome reception in the expo hall. Um, I'll be over there at the ACOG Guru booth. If you have any questions, if you wanna connect, um, I'd love to talk with you. I would recommend, again, stopping by Verizon and Capital One and a few other of these organizations that have experienced this just to kind of get a sense. And then the WePower Tech, um, I'll, I'll hand out some IoT dash buttons. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Have a great reInvent.